You are now entering the Bloodless. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. And today it's a very special episode yes, of it the is. bright side because we are also w- welcoming the two uh, people who comprise Vic in a Box, our wonderful friends, Vic Dimatia. Hey. And Steve, well, I'm sorry. That's fine. I no one really knows. So it's just And Steve. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no one hey. really knows. All Not right, even thanks, Steve. guys. <laughs> So yeah, Vic in a Box is my favorite new podcast, and <laughs> and they were so kind to have us over to guest on their show that we just did, and uh, now we are very blessed to have them come to visit us. Yeah, thanks for That's joining awesome. us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So uh, we've never had, you know, guests on the show that weren't, you know, that didn't have four legs. Yeah. So And could also, you know, contribute verbally. <laughs> so it's exciting for us. Well, hey, I can contribute verbally, Steve. <laughs> uh, all I can think of, it's probably a bad way to start the show. Cut me out if you have to, but you said you've only had guests with four legs. Sure. But when I was a little kid and we were in my buddy's kitchen, <laughs> he called her a bitch and she got really mad. And she's like, bitches have two legs. I have four. So that's all I could think about when did, I heard Did she say the other way? Did bitches have four legs ex- and I have two? No. She said, bitches what? have two legs. I have four. So, of course, she never heard the end of it for that's the next weird. 25 years. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> she, and she shouldn't. So that's, that's all I could think of is you got a guest in me and, and I'm going right to the dirty stuff. That's Oh, it, that's oh. fine. You okay. cannot possibly get as dirty as Jason can get. <laughs> With, it's like, true. no provocation. Yeah. <laughs> Vagina. And, uh, <laughs> What's dirty about vagina, Jason? I don't know. Penis. All right. We already have a, a, a podcast with four men on it. All right. Let's not also get all misogynist. Anus. <laughs> Anus. Fine. That's, 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 yeah. that's neutral. Objectively yes. dirty. Yeah. Also. Oh, wonderful. We're, we're really thrilled to have you guys join us for the show. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what we're talking about. It's a good one. Me neither. I have, as, as, as loyal listeners to the show, both of you, will know, I, <laughs> Jason T. Gaffney has brought in some tragedy of human history it's that we're going to delve into. It's a doozy, and it's going to be personal. Uh, ooh, oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. This time, yeah. it's personal. Love it. Uh, but before we get there, uh, we're going to talk about like other stuff. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. You, we had 4th of July. What'd you do? Uh, we went over to uh, my in-law's house. And I was really tired, mm-hmm. so we left before the fireworks, and then we watched, uh, like, HGTV. Oh, fun. And then a neighbor set off fireworks three houses down, and I went outside to watch them to make sure that our house didn't burn down. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, happy 4th. I'm tired. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, America. Yeah. 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 Right? You're no. still around While for we now. still have one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Anything fun coming up? Um, yeah, I got, uh, we just did a photo shoot. For... Right. No, I know that. I was there. No, I know. But the people, <laughs> the people listening don't. <laughs> we did a photo shoot yeah. for a poster for Analysis Paralysis. Yep. And oh, awesome. A Which photo is, uh, shoot. Wait a minute. I, I know. Hey. Oh, you know. I know. I'm a fan. Uh, thank yeah. you. I'm thank a fan you. of the show. I'm a fan and, of yours. Uh, I know that, uh, you, Kevin, are old. Right? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and Jason's hard of hearing. Yes. When was I born? Uh oh! Do I get a prize if I could if I could pull this one out? No, yeah. the, yes. I'm gonna say 1984. Oh, oh so, close. so close! Was I 1985? Oh, son of yeah, a bitch! Yeah, but yeah. the the actual, I, see, I'm also old. True, but not quite <laughs> as old as you. Actual right answer was after Kevin. After Kevin <laughs> <laughs> was the right answer. All right, so fuck you both. <laughs> Steve, thanks for not jumping in on that. No problem. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah, no, the photo shoot was great. I'm excited for the, the, and, uh, the promo and, stuff. And keep an eye out, uh, listeners. Uh, Kevin and I are going to be on a book cover. That's right. For our upcoming film, Out of Body, which is also being made into a book. This is really fun because your mother's Wait. novelizing the movie. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I've yeah. never heard of it going the other way around yeah. like that. The no, book yeah. based on the, the movie. Okay. Right. That's you, awesome. You yeah. haven't heard that? 
Well, I mean, you, I've, I've heard of plenty Star of Wars books. Star Wars does it all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. That's, that's Why can't fiction. we? <laughs> no, that's exciting. I've never been on a book cover before. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're going to jump in uh, to the show, and I'm really excited. You know, Vic, Steve, just jump in anytime. When Jason is talking, it should be no indication that you should listen to him. <laughs> All right. But before we get to whatever topic we're, we're talking about today... Nobody's listened to me till now. <laughs> so don't start. I can't even hear myself. <laughs> uh, but we're going to also do uh, the segment that we always start with called The Bright Spot. Yay! Yay! Nice. Bright Yay. Spot. The Bright Spot is my one contribution to the show. And it is... <laughs> oh. Oh, I didn't hear. <laughs> Rousing applause. Now I'm putting my ear. My ear <laughs> so the bright spot is something that we can uh, take joy in in the news this week. All right. And this week's uh, bright spot. So you know about bees, right? I love bees. You love bees? I actually plant plants specifically for honeybees to try and help them because everyone else is killing them. There yes. you go. And we so need you, them. See, again, this is just for you. Jason. I love gardening. Exactly. I brought some bees into the studio. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we really appreciate that. I hope they give me a little bee massage. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so, you you know, as you know, the bees pollinate plants. Yeah. That's science. And um, the bees are being very threatened in the world right now. Like, yeah. Like, bee populations are Right. Being this has been going on for a while, right? It has been going on for a while, and it's bad, so it's not the bright spot. But <laughs> here's something that's happening in Maryland. Sybil Preston, who is the chief apiary inspector for the Maryland Department of Agriculture. Okay. So, is- like, some kind of monkey scientist. No. <laughs> <laughs> What if it was that on the nose? Oh, oh. I'm an apist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flower writer. <laughs> uh, no, uh, a, 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 apiary is a bee. Flower, oh, okay. Right, of course. <laughs> and uh, she inspects the, uh, the bees for something called foul brood. Huh. Foul brood is a bacteria mm-hmm. that can get into hives. Yeah. Right? And in Maryland, they ship hives out to california to various agricultural areas to like pollinate a third of the crops in america right and foul brood can decimate the hives wow miss preston in maryland has trained a dog to search for foul brood in the hives and and he can do four times or something like four people working full-time would only cover half the amount of hives that he can do because he can wow. smell for yeah. the dead larva and they can stop any bad hives from being shipped and being decimated on the way. That's amazing. Wow. So dogs. the bees are having a hard time of it, but who's going to save them? Dogs. Yes. Dogs save everything. I love right. dogs. And that is our bright spot. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's for, uh, you know, uh, Sybil Preston in Maryland and her, her dog, Mac. That's she's awesome. actually been given a grant to expand the program, so it's getting bigger and bigger because <sighs> because he's so efficient and he's so good at it. Well, and well, dogs wow. need jobs. Dogs do need jobs. My <laughs> dogs need jobs. We thought that they could be good bomb sniffing dogs, except that Leia would find threat everywhere. <laughs> she'd be like, that's a bomb! That's a bomb! It's got a bomb too! <laughs> Everyone has a bomb! <laughs> But then she'll go over and lick you. Yeah, eventually. (laughs) It's like 15 minutes after, like, that you don't kill her. Yeah. She'll warm right up. (laughs) Anyway, that's the bright spot that I had. I think dogs are saving the world. I love it. Yeah. Well, I love, you know, walking through airports. They're like, you know, the entrance to Disneyland. And then you see, you know, the security guards with their dogs. And everyone is terrified of them because they probably have a little green stuff in their pocket. Or, <laughs> like, no, they're here for bombs and other things. <laughs> Why is everyone so scared of those dogs thinking they're going to find their pot? Well, yeah. you never think about the tra- yeah, you never think about that kind of transition time when right. a state moves from a criminal criminalization yeah, of marijuana right. to like to recreational use is fine, but you can't train the dogs to to respect the law that quick, sure. can you? <laughs> No. They're like, no, no, it's fine now. This stuff. No, it's good. It's fine. The dog's like, no, no, it's a criminal. It's a criminal. And people are like, no, no, it's fine now. He used to be a criminal. Now he's great. Now he's fine. Now he's just happy. <laughs> anyway, that's what I had for the bright spot. So I hope you enjoyed that. I love that. Very I love much bees. so. I love flowers. I love bees and flowers. Yeah, that's all for you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's what uh, I've got. What do you got for us, Jason T. Gaffney? All right. Talk about some horrible episode of human tragedy. Yeah. Right? Baseball. 
Oh, <laughs> nice. Talk about topical. America's pastime. Yes. <laughs> Cracker Jacks and Peanuts. Okay. You know? Sure. Okay. Uh, Obviously, we know that uh, Vic was in Sandlot. That's right. That's right. And uh, one of the stars uh, of that. Well, we know this, but maybe other listeners. Are that's right. true. All right. So I was in the Sandlot, which, that's of right. course, is a baseball movie. No, of course. I played uh, Timmy Timmons, of mm-hmm. course, everyone's favorite character. Yeah, my, certainly mine. <laughs> yes. And yours. Okay. <laughs> Not so uh, have you have you crafted today's bright side for our guests? I did. Who are both from Philadelphia? Is yeah, that correct? yeah. And I, I think Steve, you like baseball. Uh, yeah, I love all. Sports. You like you like soccer or football? Yes. as they call it better yeah. though. Pretty much yeah. all sports except all sports. competitive eating. Except to, <laughs> well, I'm with you. Okay. Competitive eating? No, just don't put the. Hot dog down. Not yeah. a sport. Not a sport. <laughs> no I'm going to go right out there. Sure, also, a pastime. All right. So I started looking into tragedies in Philadelphia. Wow. Smart. Right? Yeah, there probably were a lot. <laughs> there were. However, most of them were race-related. And yeah. I was like, let's not have four white men talking about race relations. <laughs> so uh, then I saw some stuff on how, like, Phillies fans sometimes are tragic. <laughs> most of the time, yeah. So, yeah. Right? There was this What's guy. What's tragic about Phillies fans? Uh, everything. Okay. <laughs> there was this guy who got arrested for like self inducing vomit onto a kid. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was really fun, but it wasn't quite enough there. And I was like, ah. But it's also... important to note it did happen in Philadelphia. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think yeah. that was Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Old friend of yours? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, literally, he was mad that there was like a cop that was off duty that had like harassed him. So he was like, I'm going to throw up on you. And then he ended up throwing up on the kid that was with the cop (laughs) so he got arrested on assault wow (laughs) yeah absolutely so but i I was like okay i can't really do like a whole episode on like the tragedy of phillies fans because i'm a red sox fan and we're pretty tragic too so (laughs) yeah let's not do that and then i found it oh there's an episode in phillies history that i had never heard about until my dad helped me find it um, and don't worry, Thank Kevin. Thank you to Ed Gaffey. <laughs> don't worry, Kevin. This episode's not going to be all about pitchers and catchers and <laughs> homoerotic sports where men is swing be big wooden bats and at balls <laughs> and ass slaps for a job well done. Hold on. It's not going to be about all that? <laughs> no. <laughs> now I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys have heard of Black Friday, right? The sale uh, day? Yeah. Like the, the sale stock day? market? Yeah. No, oh, you no, mean, oh, like, okay, okay. okay. Like, uh, like Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, no, you're the, not the shopping. Wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On a show that where we're talking about tragedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we but should get to Black the Friday. The day after day. Thanksgiving, right. Yeah. Right. But have you heard of Black Saturday? Hmm. No. And this has nothing to do with race, so that's ironic. Okay. But no. it's Black I've heard Saturday. of Cyber Monday. Yeah. Cyber Monday. Okay. Yeah. So... This would happen at one of the now long gone stadiums uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Veteran Stadium? Connie Mack? What? Well, they know all the stadiums. <laughs> 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 I feel super not prepared today. Uh, <laughs> Veteran Stadium? It's, uh, we're, we're, uh, so, okay, little facts about Philadelphia just for Kevin and people Only who for are me not feeling in. Uh, <laughs> It's also called the Athens of America. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. I've never heard that. I know I knew it was like the city of brotherly love, but like right. that's another nickname. No, it's huh. not a nickname. That's what it means. Philadelphia. What? That's what it means. Oh. Brotherly love. That's what city it means. Of brother, brotherly love, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. No. You didn't know that? Uh uh-uh. uh. That's what Philadelphia. I know the means. names of the stadiums. No, in uh Philos <laughs> Delphos. Uh, Del- um, Delphi is city, right? And Phila is brother. Love of the city of incest yeah absolutely so another fun fact is that uh, Philadelphia is the largest city in Pennsylvania with 1.5 million people in it okay I believe it trivial stuff anyway back to the fun stuff absolutely Uh, the Phillies would start playing baseball in 1883 and were originally called the Quakers let me okay that's weird and we'll get back to that (laughs) but let me ask you are the Phillies Named after Philadelphia or named after, like, young horses? Right. Not the horses. Not the horses. <laughs> just weird fillies. But they're all stallions. Oh, sure. <laughs> I have no doubt. So, <laughs> all right. So, shortly after they were called the Quakers, they would then be called the oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. back there. <laughs> Why were they called? <laughs> well, okay. I have, some, I have some history with this. I went to NYU and all of our sports teams were the Violets. The like Violets? The flower, <laughs> like the flower. Right. Okay. And so, yeah, that's a terrible name for that sports That says a teams. lot about your it's teams. Right. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. But you also don't really hear a lot about NYU sports. Anything. Right. Exactly. Sports at all. Yeah, no, it's true. We have a good law school, though. Uh, but, yeah, no, because you don't really worry about going up against the fighting violets. Right. Right. You know? So, anyway. But we, why? we were the Amda Pandas. 
Amdepan. <laughs> we didn't even have a sports team. <laughs> wow. Any sports there? That's funny. We had a dance team. Um, but Quakers is another one that doesn't yeah. seem that scary. You're right. <laughs> Isn't their whole philosophy is like like nonviolence? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about fun. But there girls. was a big Quaker population in the Philadelphia area back it's, in the day. It's back true. in the day day, right. as they say. I'm sure that's yeah. true. Uh, you know, but not known for baseball. And Quakers no. make oats, and yes. horses eat oats. And, and Phillies are—is that Phillies where they are... get the? Uh, but no, like I don't think it's horse related. Kind of thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> but that's pretty crazy. Knew <laughs> we get that. I just love the the fact that like for several years people were like, "We're called the Quakers." Oh no, we're called the Philadelphias. Oh no, how about the Phillies? And and like what was crazy is that they would continue to be called the Quakers alongside the Phillies until 1890. You're kidding! Like people, Some it people was interchangeable. Just the name. Yeah, they're like, I refuse to say Philly. <laughs> You're a Quaker. <laughs> We're Philadelphians, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, In fact, that's exactly what it was. Not Philadelphians minus the N, but really? the team changed its name to the Philadelphias. And then shortened it to Phillies. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. That is crazy. Pretty, you know, nonsensical in a way, but... A little. Oh, it was weird. There's a lot of... So, they played in this ballpark called... Philadelphia is the singular. You can't do that. Philadelphia is... That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) They're Quakers. They can do what they want. There's 11 cities coming at you. That's weird. Yeah. All right. So, they ended up playing in a ballpark called Recreation Park, which was made entirely of wood. Wow. This is, guys, okay. Okay, Philadelphia's, all your shit is too on the nose. Right. The the Philadelphia Philadelphia's. Right. We're going to call this Pastime Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? This bleacher is Cracker Jack Stan. (laughs) No, it's Sit Your Ass Down. (laughs) And Shut Up Stan. This is is the Get Food Here concession stand. (laughs) Just too much on the nose. They're, uh, they're first. We're a simple folk in Philadelphia. (laughs) You got a sandwich with cheese and steak? What do we call it? Right. A cheese (laughs) steak. (laughs) You're very literal there. But I like that. This is the water with boats in it bay. Right. And it's actually water. I'm sorry, water. I love it. Yeah, I like literal stuff because then I know what I'm going to (laughs) get. I hate code and like people would be like hey I like what you're wearing and I'm like what does that mean and they're like they're like I won't want you wearing that and I'm like but you said you like what I'm wearing and I'm like I don't get oh, it you want me you naked take it off yeah. I don't know what you just tell me what you're trying to say although you're saying it's better if people walk up to you and say you should be naked yes. hey, take off your clothes yes. okay. I would rather know where we stand you don't find that extremely creepy no it is creepy but I'd rather know where I stand as opposed to like subliminal creepy like, your outfit's really cute. Wow, okay. On the floor. All right, well, I'll, I'll remember that. <laughs> so, their first owner, Alfred J. Reach, was worried about a park made entirely of wood <laughs> because wood rots and can burn, right? Sure. Yeah. And what were their options? What year is this? The 18 something? Early 1900s. Okay. So, so if we that. made it out of marble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, late 1800s, sorry. So we put it in a cave. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if that wasn't enough, there was only seating for 6,500 people. Mm-hmm. And, and Reach is quoted as saying, quote, We are having difficulty finding space for all the people who want to pay to see us play. <laughs> so that's his real problem. He doesn't care that it's wood. He's right. like, I want more money. Exactly. Because money makes the world go round. Sure. Oh, cabaret. Um, <laughs> oh, good. I was so, okay, hold on. Show okay, the- we're, uh, <laughs> we're like five minutes, ten minutes in, and now we have our first Broadway musical reference. It's just but, uh, for you straight guys. So, <laughs> in uh, 18- well, cabaret is a pretty. Sometimes you guys throw out some pretty obscure stuff. Yeah, he goes for the I deep mean, cabaret sure. is like everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay, good. Don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> we're gonna get real. Oh, obscure. I'm expecting it. <laughs> So, in 1887, they would finally get their first official stadium called the Baker Bowl. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have. Baker Bowl? Yes. It was the one before Connie Mack Stadium. Yes. The fabulous Baker Bowl. So, the Eagles played there as well. (laughs) Exactly. The the original park would cost somewhere between $80,000 and $101,000 in that time. $101,000? Thousand, yeah. Wow. Like hundred and one Dalmatians. Just hundred. <laughs> like Cruella DeVille. Get them all. <laughs> I want that stadium. Um, it would also 
She had motives. Uh, uh, what, what is this? What is this uniform? Stripes? No, <laughs> that will never do. Spots. Dalmatians. Spots I want Dalmatians. Lots of fur. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the more fur, the better. It's called Fur Park. Okay. Um, it would hold 12,500 people. So they gained an additional 6,000 seats. Oh, they doubled up. Yeah. yeah. It would also be the first park to offer pavilion seating. What's that? It's like the With fancy roof? Vons? Right, seating? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't look it up. I think it's just bleachers. Okay, sure. Do you guys before? know a pavilion? Maybe a roof. Yeah, maybe a roof. Okay. That's oh, all I could think of. Yeah, oh, maybe so. Uh, it was known as... We don't know. This is a history show. We don't <laughs> know. We don't define things. You're Wait, gonna... what was the Baker Bowl made out of? <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we're we're going to get there in a second. Okay. okay. Bowl. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the, it, the official name for the Baker Bowl was called the Philadelphia Baseball Park. <laughs> of course oh, it was. God, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you. Are Thank you, you serious? I, yep. Yeah, oh, he's my serious. God. Yes. And, uh, and it was also Too officially... literal Philadelphia. But it was also called the uh, Huntingdon Street Grounds National League Park. No. <laughs> That's Stop a Stop naming things. <laughs> yeah, so they had, like, multiple names. Well, yeah, because the street's on the ground, you yeah. see. Well, of course. <laughs> Most streets are. That's so, true. <laughs> you don't want to confuse people by leaving the word ground out. <laughs> I thought this park would be in the air. <laughs> I got here and I was so upset not to see it hovering. <laughs> um, it wouldn't. It wasn't until William F. Baker bought the team in 1913 that the park would then be called the Baker Bowl. Okay, but that's how people remember it now, so that's why I'm calling it the Baker Bowl. Yeah, because it's better than baseball field. <laughs> this is true. Um, <laughs> and it was the finest of all baseball parks when it was built in 1887. Ooh. It would be the very first baseball park that would have brick walls on the outside. Oh, oh. interesting. Uh, up I until think that, something very bad is going to happen <laughs> baseball bubble. Up until that point, stadiums were all made of wood. Mm-hmm. And that being said, there was still a lot of wood in this park. Mm-hmm. And not just the fact that it was like a sausage party. Like, it was sure. like made yeah, of wood. If I was there, there'd be a ton of wood, yeah. In a... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let kids in here anyway. It's an adult uh, show. They said they could watch the show. I, we, this, we have explicit content. <laughs> in uh, 1895, the park would suffer a huge fire and it would burn to the ground. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I knew it. Uh, and it was called, it was, <laughs> to market it from other fires, it was called the fire in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia baseball field, field fire. fire. <laughs> um. It was almost 11 a.m. when a Phillies player would see the fire in the stands. And uh, the cool thing is no one would die from this fire. Okay. And the outside walls would stay standing. But the rest of the park was gone. Like all the wood. So the brick part (laughs) survived. Don't do the the bright side yet. It's not the bright side. Oh, we haven't haven't even gotten started. (laughs) So... The the game that they were also supposed to play against the Baltimore Orioles would not happen, so that was kind of a tragedy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. yeah. For fans. All right, so there's a lot of speculation as to what started the fire, but the two main ones are that a plumber was making repairs, and when he connected the pipes, the fire started. Oh, wow. Um, that is one of the shitty plumbers. Weren't the pipes like, filled with water? You did the opposite of what you were supposed to do. Oh, you're you supposed to get water into the building. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wanted water to come out of these pipes. I'm sorry about that. I swear to God, I thought you said fire. <laughs> He's like setting it up for Mario. <laughs> um, I guess the idea is that he was like torching them together or something. Sure. Oh, okay, sure. Um, but the other was that the train, which I guess was right next to it, like had a spark crashed into, into the stand. <laughs> At 11 a.m., a player noticed a train just fly into the field and explode. The train apparently didn't know where the street was. The stadium that Reach had built to avoid fires because of brick walls burned down. That's ironic. Yeah, that's ironic. So, what was the logical thing to do? Uh, Try uh, again. Rebuild yeah. it again with yep. more wood. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the new park. <laughs> I think do it entirely out of brick. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that survived. <laughs> the uh, everything brick. A brick. You know, it was field, right. yeah. a brick mound. They actually replaced the players with bricks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was always a tie game of zero. Well, I think just no. Do everything the same, but get a brick plumber. Yes. <laughs> um, Okay, so the new park would cost two hundred and twenty-five thousand, uh, and would have specific. absolutely no wood. 
Except for the seats on the floor were wood, Uh-oh. the baths were still wood, some balconies <laughs> overlooking the streets were still made of wood. Uh-huh. Some of the men had wood, but you know, mostly not wood. <laughs> sure, okay, right? sure, yeah. yeah. And and some of it was figurative, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was really mostly made of entirely of steel and brick. There were some concrete supports with giant support beams made of iron to get rid of those pesky obstructed view seats that other parks had to deal with. So oh. it was like a really nice park. What nice. year was this? 18, this is in, like, the 1920s? It, no, it was 1895. Really? Yeah. I hate oh, those wow. obstructed view seats. Well, I love them. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I, mostly because I love architecture so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, a, like, literally right in front of you. Like, I'm and trying to watch like... Alphaba here, but it's okay, because I also the pillar is nice. <laughs> yeah. There was another stadium in Philadelphia called the Spectrum, which was where the uh, the hockey team, the Flyers played, and the, the Sixers, uh-huh. and they would have concerts there and stuff, and they were notorious for their obstructed view seats because there were seats that were literally behind a pillar. What? Directly behind a pillar. <laughs> Is it because, like, Philadelphia fans are usually on their feet? Or? I, I don't know. I think they just built the stadium and they started putting chairs in and they went, oh, fuck. Like, what? <laughs> well, what? How is the option not like, well, we can't put a chair <laughs> We need the money. No, they're yeah. like, the plan calls for a chair right here, so. <laughs> it was a wow. simpler time. Yeah, yeah right. a simpler time. So, Reach would write an invitation to the public on opening day, basically saying that big fires are a thing of the past. And he said, quote, <laughs> <laughs> We don't have fires anymore. We hired a totally different We've won plumber. the war on fire. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Oh. Um, there was a fire in Galita yesterday. All right, fine. He wrote, quote, The new structure is mainly of brick and steel, containing no wood or other inflammable material except the platform and seats. <laughs> so people were like... Except for where all the people are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's nowhere in this place can burn except for directly under you. <laughs> right. and, and also, some of the balconies so directly over you. Right. He was also, like, super smug about it because he was, like, he believed that his new stadium was going to become a part of the city's skyline and it was going to be loved by everybody and because it was all but fireproof and was free from rotting wood, like, he was like, it's going to last forever. Ever. Some <laughs> rotting wood? Yeah. This is a selling point? Yeah. Then, <laughs> we made, yes, there's wood in it, but none of it's rotting yet. Yeah. <laughs> this wood is safe and how. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, he was mostly right about the building being super safe and for Oh, no. <laughs> I, this is not a place where you need to be mostly right. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> for, for 10 years, it would be a dream. <laughs> And then it caught on fire. So and one day that dream would turn into a nightmare. A the plumber fire. came back. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. get out of here. This was, I think we're, are we talking about that episode in American history known as the great Philadelphia baseball field fire? The second great. The second time. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so now we're at the end of ni- the 1902 baseball season mm-hmm. where Reach and his partner, I'm assuming business and not lover, uh, John Rogers... <laughs> Would sell the team for $170,000 to a gaggle of millionaires who all wanted to own the Phillies. Nice. Yeah. James Potter. So that was going on in 1902. Yeah. A gaggle of millionaires. A gaggle of millionaires. They're just like, oh, money. I'm just going to talk about gold. Sold for how much? Millionaire geese. $170,000? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Took a gaggle of millionaires to get together $170,000? Yeah. Were they doing it all in nickels? <laughs> I'm going to use all my pennies to buy the team. <laughs> Weird. All right, so James Potter, no relation to Harry Potter, as far as I know. Oh. As far the... as you know, he's a fictional fucking character. <laughs> and you don't know. What kind of crossover do you think happens well, in that is... where a person can be separated by a hundred years <laughs> they... and fiction and, <laughs> and still be related? There could be... your fucking head. There could be wizards. Yeah. That's actually Harry's dad's name. Yeah. And Dumbledore's like 200 right. years old, so yeah. he could have done it. Okay. You never know. Right. And I well, think Harry Potter takes place in like the 30s or 40s, right? No, no. Is it that's modern, modern times? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, Fantastical Beasts? Does. Yeah, that's old. Oh, okay, right. There you go. Well, okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> so um, Harry Potter's dad buys the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. James James Potter was the head stockholder, or I guess the chief stockholder, as it's called. Oh, he didn't uh, stock heads. Yeah. Like, down at the pavilion. <laughs> he was in charge of the head, I guess. Um, Ooh. And he, he's in charge of He's like a little, a little rougher. No, too rough. Too rough. <laughs> he's a micromanager. He's terrible. More tongue. <laughs> he led this team of millionaire owners fearlessly. Okay. There were 24 millionaires. Jeez. 
And all they could get together was 170,000. I'm so sad. I'm mostly sad that reality TV was invented after this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So R&R, Reach and Rogers, would still own the baseball field, however. And this is important. We're going to have to remember this later on. Okay. There were, Wait, there what is it? I've spaced out for a second. <laughs> oh, too late. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Those listening at home, if you spaced out, just hit that 15-second back button. Yep. <laughs> now I'm going to have to wait for the show to pu- be published. <laughs> right. And go, all right. What's the, where are we? What minute marker are we at? Okay. All right. I'm good. Keep going. <laughs> so let's cut to Saturday, August 8th. 1903. Let's do it. Black Saturday. Uh-oh. Oh, finally. Oh, I forgot about Black Saturday. I did too. It was a two-show day for the Phillies, or as straight people call it, a doubleheader. Oh, okay. There was a matinee. Yeah. A, yep. <laughs> a night show. And they were playing the Boston Bean Eaters, or whoever the fuck they were. Boston Bean Eaters? Yeah. I guess they were Wait, they also- they call themselves that? That's just not a, a, like a horrible nickname <laughs> other people call them? <laughs> they're, they're like, eat my beans, you Boston fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess uh, they, uh, I would have called them the Boston Bostons. Yeah, I would, well, <laughs> no, just, that's because you're from Philadelphia. That just seems like it makes sense to me. It just, yeah, shorten it to Bostons. Uh, <laughs> I play for the Boston baseball team. Yeah, I mean that would have been a better name, I think. I guess they were also called the Boston Braves. So it was one of these like they had multiple names situation. Wow. Brave bean eaters of Boston. Yeah, they were very bravely eating those beans. Sure. Well, they know, were spicy. It's brave to eat beans in, in, in mixed company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, uh, yeah, I just love that. Especially every the team. fires going on. Yes. <laughs> You're like your own personal flamethrower. <laughs> I mean, and this is the best part. So they're, they're like all these teams are like fucking Rumpelstiltskin. Like they don't want you to know their real name, otherwise you'll have power over them. <laughs> So the first game would go off without a hitch, and the Braves would win five to four. Okay, ten thousand people. What, what would, team is that? I don't. That's remember. That's the Boston, Boston okay. the beanie, Boston, Boston beans okay. people. Sure. Um, <laughs> the the ten thousand people would watch that twelve inning game. Uh, twelve inning games is that more than? Oh the 12? yeah, yeah. It's normally nine. nine right. Yeah, nine, so it must have you. been a tie at four four, and then they right. won. It was a real bean biter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to have straight people to ask these questions. I know. <laughs> nice. Uh, so during the second show game, whatever the uh, the two teams would be tied five to five in the fourth. It was really riveting, and the Braves' pitcher Joe Stanley, whoever the fuck he was, was pitching, and two outs were already had. So it's really suspenseful. Everyone's like, oh my right. god. I'm on the edge of my seat. I know. You should be. <laughs> because it's on fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but at that very moment, at 5.40 p.m., something outside the stadium would grab the attention of many of the fans in the seats along the left field line. Whoa. Okay. On 15th Street, which oh. the park was on. So I'm surprised the park wasn't called 15th Street Park. 15th Me too. Street Baseball Field Park. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where people come to play games of different types, and also there are public hearings of music and performance. Now, that's a a name that makes sense to people. Sure, it's the official name. Right. (laughs) That's the bee's knees. Um, Two drunk men were wandering down the street being drunk. Okay. And as they were going about their drunken business, a group of harmless children, both boys and girls, would come over to the drunk men and start to follow them. Follow? Uh-oh. Follow them. How mm-hmm. did we know they were harmless? Okay. The harmless children would begin to make fun of and tease the poor drunk men. So they're not that harmless. <laughs> no, they're not harmless. Or <laughs> that's innocent. the worst thing about children. children. That's so, the that's what scares you about children is them following you and making fun of you. Sure. Yeah. So finally, so the drunk men threw up on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is just another episode where guys threw up on kids in Philadelphia. Right. Yeah. Oh man, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. That's our show. Um, <laughs> so um, finally, I guess one of the young girls who later the police would learn was 13-year-old Maggie Barry poked the bear one too many times. Uh-oh. Okay. One of the drunk men would decide that the best plan to retaliate against the children and Set get them, them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, to get them to leave him alone was to grab Maggie by her hair and then fall down on top of her. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, 
Are, that was, are you sure that was a decision? <laughs> yeah. You, you, this, I love this right now because Jason T. Gaffney doesn't like anything as much as people falling down. <laughs> he loves the video so much, but he loves it so much that he's imagining it right now and cannot control no. himself. Okay, I have to go on a story tangent. So I love my grandparents and they're going to listen to this. There is a time, a long time ago, so they were much younger then, which uh, we were in Boston uh, going to see my mom at a choral concert. Mm-hmm. And my dad had me and my sister. And my, we were young. I must have been like three or four. And my grandma slipped on ice and fell. <laughs> and Melody and I did not laugh. And, and my grandpa didn't do anything at first. And my grandma starts to yell at him, oh, Fred, pick me up. And he goes to pick her up. And then he slowly falls on top of her. <laughs> and my dad decided to walk away with me and Melanie. And my sister asked my dad, Dad, why aren't we helping them up? And, and my dad goes, Grandma needs to yell at Grandpa for a while. <laughs> and to this day, I laugh when I think of it because it's a great moment. Yeah, yeah. sure. People falling is great. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah, you love it so much that you're laughing at people falling 150 years ago. It, it's true. I used to go to the ice skating rink at Rockefeller Center at Christmas time just to watch people fall on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Merry oh, Christmas. Christmas. That's dark. <laughs> That's amazing. I live in a dark place. You do. So, it's called okay. America. <laughs> So this drunk guy falls on top of Maggie, mm-hmm. uh, and Maggie, understandably, would cry out in fear, and the other children would do the same. All right, so, okay, now, is everyone in the stadium watching this happen? Not yet. Okay. So they, 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 now the kids, are, they start to cry out things like murder and help. They're oh, like, my God. They're like convinced these drunk men are going to kill them. I hate they, these kids. Yeah. Right. They're not harmless. No. Yeah. <laughs> you kids here in the studio, don't be like these kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you don't you boo me. <laughs> You're losing him, Kevin. <laughs> I never invited him here. <laughs> so the patrons of the baseball park would rush over to the side of the seating area to the wooden balconies to see what was going on down below. Around three hundred men let me repeat, three hundred men would rush over to one of those wooden balconies I mentioned before that was wood. Uh-huh. And you just said three hundred <laughs> men again, so I got distracted again. Yes. Sorry. Wood. Okay. Uh, 300 men. Oh, uh, I can't. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this was positioned at the corner of 15th and Lehigh Avenue. I don't. Do you guys know where that is? No. Okay. okay. I don't. <laughs> Maybe they changed the name to like Death Street. Oh. Um, anyway, well, people are gonna, they're gonna die. I know that. <laughs> it's the bright side. They're is gonna it die. The kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a, now know. the new stadium's on the corner of Baseball and Field Street. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the balcony was about seven to eight feet wide by three feet out beyond the building. Oh. It was built for people only to enter and exit the stands, not for 300 grown men to hang out and watch a show. Wow. Sure. But 300 men would rush over to see what's going on 30 feet below them. Oh. Quote from the Philadelphia Inquirer, quote, Suddenly, jammed with an immense vibrating weight, the balcony tore itself loose from the wall and the crowd was hurled headlong to the pavement. Those who felt themselves falling grasped those behind and they in turn uh, held on to others. Behind were thousands still pushing up to see what was happening. In the twinkling of, of an eye, the street was piled four deep with bleeding injuries. They were still put like lemmings. They were just, oh my God, fighting to get off of the balcony. You know what? That's just poor planning, though, because they well, should sure. have built yeah. some type of observation deck for watching drunk men beat up children. <laughs> well, I assume because it happens in Philly all the time. I assume they should have, right? No, actually, you're 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 finding out now why all public spaces in Philadelphia have to have a drunk <laughs> right. person watching. That's why. That's why they came up with that ordinance. Okay, no, right, now, exactly. now you're learning it. the history it's, of it. All right, we have to start somewhere. It's called the Maggie Berry Observatory Deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. That's the bright side. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, so, all right, yeah, we have that. That's why um, you can watch. <laughs> as the so basically yeah, as the balcony came loose and fell off the side of the stadium, over two hundred men, two hundred and thirty-two to be exact, would be injured and fall. Fell thirty, and twelve would lose their lives. Oh my God! Black <laughs> Saturday would be the most deadly tragedy in, in Major League Baseball history. Wow! To this day, to this day, to this day. Whoa! Um, what was happening in Philadelphia? Yeah. Folks. What was even All worse? Right. Is because of the the, the new no. noise. Yeah, good job, Philadelphia. <laughs> That's some fan. All right. Party fans. Philly, 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 Philly. <laughs> you you only do it big in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's right. Um, wow. I mean, what's what's worse though is that because of the new noise, 
after the shouting, now more people were flooding over to see what's happening and more people oh. getting pushed off. <laughs> oh, no. oh, because the people in front are getting, yeah, like, are getting shoved up because oh there's no God. room. Sergeant, this is why I run away from all noise. Right, it's like a yeah. stampede. Yeah. Yeah. I hear noise and I'm like, bye. If you hear noise, it's real significant. I know. If I yeah. hear a noise, I really do run because <laughs> I shouldn't be able to. Um, <laughs> Sergeant Bartle would be quoted saying, quote, there must have been 100 men and boys, and every one of them was covered with blood. Jeez. Some of them had their clothing almost torn from their bodies. While was others... that as, an, as, as a result of the fall or previous to the fall? <laughs> what was going on in the stands before they fell? <laughs> well, probably when they're pulling at people, their clothing's getting ripped off. Like right, the people sure. falling are like, ah, don't let me fall. All right. Um, so generally, I'm I'm a fan of 300 vibrating naked men. Not here, not here. No, not no. this time. It, it's the covered in blood thing, isn't it? It well, is. Yeah, what it is. Turn off. Okay. So mm-hmm. the ones who almost had their clothing torn were like fine compared to the ones that were also uh, so besplattered with blood oh. and mud as to be almost unrecognizable. Jeez. Uh, under the debris were the forms of those who were unconscious. You could not tell whether they were dead or alive. Timber, rubbish, and bricks were piled everywhere. Oh, oh not God. rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. <laughs> there was rubbish coming from Maggie Berry's mouth. She's like, ah, fuck you all. Oh, that's, what, <laughs> that's what they get for making the stadium out of rubbish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So police were there pretty much from the moment. <laughs> no it, wood, though. No, no wood. Uh, police were there pretty much from the moment it happened and got emergency crews to help with, in an instant. Okay. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But because of the volume of the injured, they eventually needed to commandeer streetcars to get people to the hospital. So, like, sorry, Judy Garland, get off the fucking bus and stop singing about bells. Like, <laughs> we, need the, we need the trolley. Uh, fuck you, also, Jason T. Gaffney, because that was obviously well-known in St. Louis. Okay, whatever. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> it's not meet me in Philly, Philly, is it? <laughs> clang, clang, clang with the Phillies. <laughs> bang, bang, bang with the Eagles. I don't know. It doesn't matter as well. <laughs> also, there are other sports teams, and I don't know them at all. <laughs> The police would also seize cars and wagons to cart the wounded away. Mm-hmm. And oh. I, I'm kind of like, May, maybe don't like put a, me in a wagon. Like an American yeah. flyer or like a cart drawn. <laughs> I think it's like a like yeah. One a at a time to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had plenty of Quakers who had yeah. wagons, so that's good. So they would start by sending everyone to Samaritan and St. Luke's. But after those places filled up, they would send the leftovers to the Jewish hospital. The le- <laughs> and I guess at that time it was a scandal. So like everyone's like, oh, they had to go to the Jewish hospital. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, I- if I'm dying, just fix me. I don't care who yeah. you are. No, in the final indignity, you also have to be treated by Jews. Uh, <laughs> I know. Sorry. God, it's history, man. <laughs> you go in for bumps and bruises, you come out with your foreskin removed. <laughs> <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> they said they were going to shave me for surgery. Now I have payas. <laughs> I'm going home for Purim. <laughs> All right. So for the injured and waiting to go to the hospital, uh, those that couldn't get out right away. Oh, people... I thought you meant they were like, I'm waiting for a spot at <laughs> a Catholic hospital. I'm waiting. Well, people opened up their homes to them. It's like there were, People were opening up their homes, and doctors would come from all over the city to help in any way they could once they heard news. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. In addition to all those really good people, however, we had the uh, Canardiers uh, <laughs> oh, looting fun. the corpses, and some people who just wanted to watch a good death show and did nothing. Uh, They're just like standing there being like, oh, look at that happening. <laughs> That sounds like Well, Philly. the baseball game was probably canceled, so you got to watch something. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, kind of judgy from the guy who walked away from his grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you, as you guessed, uh, Vic, uh, even though Joe Stanley was going in for his third out in this amazing tie game, when the balcony fell, the rest of the stadium froze. Everyone was like, what's happening? Oh, they didn't keep playing? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and when people became aware of what was going on, they lost their minds. Like, they lost their shit. <laughs> people in the stands believed that the stands were going to collapse, oh. and they stormed the barricade. I mean, field. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm Dylan Le Miz. Were you in the... Th- were you, did you literally... <laughs> storm the barricade? <laughs> so, oh, my God. Uh, oh. Rick... Richter, I think that's how you pronounce Rick, it. Richter? Richter from Sporting Life would Rick write... Rick Richter. He's not a, a morning DJ from <laughs> <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> he would write, quote, The sounds of the breaking timbers and the cry of those caught in the fall gave rise to a belief that the whole of the stand was about to fall. With wild cries of fear, the crowd rose and made a rush for the field. 
They clambered over the seats and over one another, screaming, swearing, striking and fighting for precedence in a mad rush for safety. <laughs> they tore at one another's clothing and behaved like insane men. What's this with getting people naked in an emergency? <laughs> Could you guys from Philadelphia explain that? It's less aerodynamic when you have a lot of clothes on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's the thing. It, 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 it's science. Right. First thing you oh. want to do, strip down naked. <laughs> And then you want to sprint as fast as you can. Oh, now right. I know why it's the city of brotherly love. <laughs> brotherly love. Oh. Um. Phila. <laughs> I mean, because the Greeks needed a specific word for brother love. Yeah. <laughs> they did, yes. <laughs> so, as you can guess it, the baseball players got a little alarmed by this. and uh, so <laughs> What, the crowd of naked rushing people them. rushing <laughs> 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 So, alarming. So I they, love it when that happens to me. They decided to arm themselves with baseball bats. Well, that's what they had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. <laughs> and uh, as, as Vic guessed it, the rest of the game would be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as the baseball players beat the crowd to death. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, so later on, after all the victims were taken care of and the chaos had died down. Like dead. Killed yeah. by the baseball players. <laughs> sure. The um uh the ballpark workers were um told to clean up the mess outside. The dead people? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry, no, I sweep up peanut <laughs> shells. <laughs> no, I just love it. Like there's a there's a, like it, there's like a, a ball worker who's like, no, I, I make hot dogs. Like right. I don't, I don't do manual yeah, stuff. No, no, I just I'm, a, I'm I put, a popcorn vendor. Okay, <laughs> I don't do, I don't do the crime scene cleanup. They're like, get your dead bodies, get your dead bodies here. Oh, you in the back of my throat to you. And you just, it's like it's a little heavy. Oh God. <laughs> um, by, this is when the stadium reopened, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, by 7 p.m., the street was clear, and the broken edges of the beams that had split were sawed off. So they, like, really took care of business fast. Wow. They want to go home. Sure. Yeah. That's a big day. That was a big day. I mean... Um, I can't believe they got all that done immediately. I don't think that we would do that here now. Of course, there's also, you know, you want to keep the situation, like, <laughs> the way it right. is. Well, nowadays, you there's can probably, like, it, a but, peanut uh, vendor's union that would... You could lean on to be like, I don't, I'm not taking care of the dead bodies. <laughs> that's, the, that's the other thing I love. Is that's why unions are important. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, the other thing I also love is it's like, they, ha- they must have some really relaxed laws about like dealing with bodily functions. Like nowadays, you're not allowed to touch blood unless you're like in a suit and stuff. Like You have to be really safe. Like, oh, yeah. like a suit and tie? Yeah, like only, a, <laughs> like, I only clean up blood in a tux. What is yeah. this like Fifty Shades situation you have going on? <laughs> like you have to dress up for blood <laughs> removal? Ooh, you got a cut? Hang on. Mm. Hold on, let me get my patent leather shoes. Call me doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so John H. Kessler, one of Philadelphia's fine building inspectors, would come to the site of the cleanup and would take samples as evidence for the upcoming legal battles that would happen. Uh, samples of what? Of the building, not the not people. Of the people. No, you didn't need to see that. <laughs> Be specific, okay? The Philadelphians are. I'm sorry, the Philadelphias. Right. Are. Thank you. The uh, the death toll was obviously a tragedy, but it was made even more tragic based on who died. Oh. So, like, it was really bad publicity for the team and for the owners of the, of the park. What do you mean, who died? Who died? Not so, Joe. Don't. Don't tell me Joe Stanley died <laughs> before I could get his third out. Ironically, the other players beat Joe Stanley to death with the bats because they confused him for a patron. <laughs> They're like, ah, get him. Was it those kids? <laughs> no. They, if, out of all these people, they're the ones who need to. Yeah. So there was a 24-year-old named William J. Graham, whose sister had just died earlier that year at 18. Mm. And then there was 63-year-old Edward Williamson, who was a Civil War vet who survived the Confederacy's Andersonville prison. Oh, my wow. God. So those Ew. were the youngest and oldest of the men who died. Okay. And so those were like heartbreaking stories for people. Sure. They're like, you don't want a vet dead. You don't want a young guy whose sister just died to be dead. Right. <laughs> Right. But I was really worried. You don't want a lot. I mean, there are some people you want dead, but I mean, you don't want like generally people who are going to a baseball game. Right, right, right. right. He survived the Andersonville prison, but the Bean Eaters yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia's. <laughs> but the, the Boston Bean Eaters were too much for his old soul. Crushed by wood. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, not, oh, sorry. I, w- I was worried at first that the balcony was going to crush the drunk men and the children, but you I guess worried? they all lived. Oh, okay. I was worried. Well, yeah, because when it started crumbling, they, they put away their petty differences and <laughs> ran away. <laughs> 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 um, 
I, we know the kids live, but the drunk men, we don't know. Mm-hmm. The drunks were never found. Uh, we will never know who pulled Maggie's hair. And I want you to tell me what the real tragedy of this story is. What? Is it the death or that we will never know who pulled Maggie's hair? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was the death. Don't go out on too big of a limb, though, because it might it snap and then you'll yeah. die. Yeah. All right, so Robert D. Warrington from Society for American Baseball Research uh, reminded me on his in his great article that people wore hats to baseball. Oh, straw oh, hats. Sure. Oh, yeah. Wait, what do they do at the uh, Society for American Baseball Research? I don't know. This guy. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know, but it's based in fucking Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> the, the article said that he uh, he works for the CIA too. So I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> um, it was weird. Anyway, uh, so straw hats. Where do you um, find these quotes and people? Okay. So uh, during the cleanup, over 100 hats would be placed in a store on 15th Street awaiting their owners to come claim them. Some hats would never see their owners oh, again. Oh, no. That's the real oh, tragedy. Man. Yeah. Just, oh, that image alone. <laughs> Maggie would take all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking little imp. <laughs> Maggie. All right, so now we enter the dawning of the age of accusations and lawsuits. Oh, fun. We're going to hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> Philly's biz manager, William Schetzlein. I'm sorry? Who? Schetzlein? Schetzlein. Okay. Would state that because the men were anxious about the noise in the street, they caused the fall to happen. They basically victim, he victim shamed them. Wow. <laughs> he said that the people looking down were the, okay. Yeah. He, uh, For hearing the, what was happening. Right, yeah. Exactly. All right. So James Potter would end his curiosity, vacation. The curiosity killed the cat defense. Yeah. Sure. James Potter would end his vacation at Hogwarts uh, early. Oh, shut up. <laughs> when he learned about the tragedy. Um, and he, along with the National League president, Harry uh, Pulliam. Potter. Oh. <laughs> his son, Harry Potter. Really moved up in the world. Would repeat the statement slightly less dickishly. But they were quoted saying, quote, I feel that no precaution was omitted on the part of the company... Uh, to protect the patrons on the ground. Mm. It was one of those unfortunate accidents that occur when large numbers of people actuated by a common impulse do something they are not expected to do. Mm. So they're like, if these people hadn't been dumb, then I mean, they wouldn't be right dead. you that that was slightly less dickish. Slightly <laughs> less. Yeah, mob um, mentality. Yeah. <laughs> Roger. Still, you know. Maybe build the thing better. And yeah. Like, you know. Well, that's why they have the the observation decks now for right. the <laughs> the Maggie Berry observation, deck. observation deck. <laughs> so Rogers of Rogers and Reach, the lesser known Broadway team, uh, <laughs> or the owners of the stadium, sure, uh, would claim that he and his partner made sure that the balconies were safe with inspections earlier that year. Why we walked on them ourselves? <laughs> I'm a very large man. Nothing happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> I eat 72 hot dogs a day. That's right. <laughs> he would also say, quote, One thing is certain, that the mad rush of an excited crowd suddenly jumping to the balcony and pushing everything irresistibly before it would have crushed any similar structure, no matter how strongly or recently built. It was a football center rush multiplied indefinitely that few, if any, walls could have withstood. So he's like, there's nothing we could have done, y'all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, sure. I call bullshit on yeah, that. Yeah, me though. too. I mean, you're building a stadium that's only job is to hold people uh, in a certain place. I was lucky enough to walk through the uh, Roman Colosseum a few months ago, and uh, that thing wasn't collapsing under 300 men, I'll exactly. tell you Exactly. And they had a lot of times where there were 300 men. For real. Right. There's literally orgies. no wall in the world that could hold back 300, 300 men. Yeah. <laughs> men. Um, so Rogers would also place some of the blame onto R.C. Ballinger and Co., the, the company, the construction men. Yeah. It's as, almost as if these people had some kind of financial interest in <laughs> not being found guilty. Yes. <laughs> R.C. Ballinger Who, and the Co. gaggle of millionaires? The gaggle yes. of millionaires, yes. Who, oh, oh. Right, now, right about now, $125,000 is sounding like not too much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, R.C. Ballinger and Co. would fire back at that claim and say that they finished their job once it was built. Uh, and he would say, actually, quote, the best timber when subjected unprotected for eight years to the effects of the sun, wind, snow, and rain may become rotten. Oh. <laughs> Just basically being like, you guys are idiots. Wow. You should have done maintenance. Um, so <laughs> they didn't the do main- any maintenance? No. Oh, they only had popcorn vendors. Yeah. <laughs> Get your popcorn. I need a nail. <laughs> no, I, I got popcorn. <laughs> 
So the mayor of Philly at the time, John Weaver, would talk about how it was obvious that the wood had rotted from water damage. He could see it from the damage on the park and, and from the evidence brought to him. Like, he went to the park and he's like, I see it. I see the – like, you could see the insides when it broke off. Wow. And he's like, that's rotten. Everyone can see it. Uh-huh. Uh, he said – It's a rotten situation, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's rotten. <laughs> it's not the bee's knees. I agree. It's rotten. It's, it's horrible. The, it's the anti-cat's meow. <laughs> It's the cat's bark. What's that even? <laughs> he said, quote, I am not a builder, but it looks to me as if the construction of the balcony was faulty. And, quote, building inspectors were not under obligation to inspect buildings except theaters after they had been completed unless some complaint was made. You're so kidding. He's covering his ass, too. Hold, hold, hold on. We're then they should have been called theater inspectors. They really should have. <laughs> yeah. Like, building inspectors weren't doing, like, maintenance checks on buildings? Not at the time. All right. Yeah, they were legally... Philadelphia only... slipped up on that one. Yes. No kidding. <laughs> they, were, they legally were only allowed to inspect theaters and only could have inspected something like the Baker Bowl if they, someone complained. Wow. If they're like, this, this seat was uncomfortable, then they could inspect the seat. I don't think you'd call a building inspector for that. <laughs> I don't know. I might. <laughs> but now that people were looking at the park, they would see how rotten the wood had become. And yeah. the Philadelphia Inquirer would write, quote, a cursory glance at the debris before its removal by the ballpark employees showed that much of the timber was in a badly decayed state. Mm-hmm. While the main body of the wall looks firm, the bricks about the top where the joists protruded were loose, and some of them looked as though the mortar had been worn away or washed away. Okay. So, like, it was bad. Like, yeah. the, the park was falling apart. <laughs> right. And eventually over and 80 lawsuits would be filed against Potter, Rogers, the construction men, etc. I love this part of the story. <laughs> um, after a long investigation into the cause of death with many testimonies where the park owners and the team owners were like, you don't fix it if it isn't broken. Well, I'm pr- the cause of death was I'm pretty sure they fell 30 feet and had been <laughs> 200 people fell on top of them. <laughs> and the building people saying anyone with a brain knows you have to replace wood like the wood we use every 10 years. It was revealed that 50 of the wooden support joists near the balcony mm-hmm. were useless and would give way at any moment. So wow. this was going to happen at some point soon. Oh, my James Potter just, was also just, well. It was absolutely going to happen because if it, right. all it took was two drunk guys, drunk and, and hair pullers notwithstanding, yeah, <laughs> then it was going to happen any moment in Philadelphia. <laughs> so James Potter would also throw the R and R team under the bus while Judy was still singing away. Streetcar, <laughs> <laughs> and he would claim that they told him in the Twenty Four Millionaires that the park was super safe and good. Okay. So he's like, they promised us when we bought this team that the park was in great condition. Mm. R&R would dispute this. The jury, however, would reach a verdict saying that they recommended the city change the rules to allow for more inspectors to have more inspections and that they found the owners of the park to be responsible for not doing proper maintenance. Good. After a long time, however, the court case would go all the way up to the Supreme Court where the Supreme Court would side with the park owners and they would say that they were not responsible for any of it. (laughs) What? And that the men rushing into an area and brought it onto themselves. And this is before Trump even got one appointment. Wow. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> After the accident, the uh, business manager, Schetzlein, tried to start up the games in, in the park again. But the city was like, no, not until we've inspected everything. Before we building everything. it or anything? Yeah. They, he basically was like, let's just rope off the broken area. We well, can all sit over here. Yeah, okay, but Joe but, Stanley's having his best season ever. Yeah, we're just going to start where we left off. Okay, right before all the death. We're going to start right back. And the seven people who still want to be here, we can just put them right here on the field. He's like the, uh, the dog in the fire cartoon. He's like, everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So the team would move over to Columbia Park, um, where I guess like the A's or something with an what A. What do they playing. do there? They play. It's not clear, is huh. what they're saying. They were going to yeah, play. Is it in Columbia? Or uh, I don't understand. Do people <laughs> named Columbia? Is that all who goes there? It's where Columbia from Rocky Horror Picture Show does performances. Okay. And she I'm allowed them graciously to come into her home. <laughs> Thank you. They had to postpone nine games in a row, though, due to, get, to rain. So they weren't allowed to play. <laughs> so they're like, their park's falling apart and then it's raining. What a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Cheapers. That was rough. Um, the reconstructed park would be made with virtually no wood and with a ton of concrete. Okay. The mayor would eventually pass legislation for the city where more inspections would be held and more inspectors would work. The Got Baker it. Bowl, however, would be closed in 1938 and demolished. So uh, Reach, Reach never got his dream to be realized. <laughs> uh, Kids, you don't have you don't have any feelings about that. 
so we've reached the bright side. Oh, hey. All right. Hey, 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 yeah. there. You guys slammed hey. through with us. Yeah, hey, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so what I came up with is that this park and all of its tragedies led to baseball parks around the country becoming more safe with new laws and uh, with the virtual removal of wood from the structures. Right. Hey, straight guys, what uh, baseball parks, whatever they're called, uh, have still still have wood? Isn't, isn't like Wrigley, isn't that still a lot of wood or something? Yeah, you know, yeah. I would assume that there is a good amount. I mean, Wrigley is a, a very old field. So yeah. is Fenway, Fenway in Boston. Fenway. I believe they have the, the famous, uh, you know, big green monster right. out there in their left field. Right. And, and their scoreboard is definitely made out of wood. I think the only, like, old stadiums left are Dodgers, right. Fenway, and Wrigley. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of, all the other ones are, like, these years. new updated stadiums. I've never been to Dodger Stadium. What? I have never been to Dodger Stadium. Oh, man, you got to get out there. <laughs> Hey. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you've been to like every baseball park in the world. I have, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, and yeah, those those three are the only that are that are old. And Dodgers Stadium isn't that old. No. Wood. Fenway I mean, and Wrigley are old. Yeah, they were still in Brooklyn when yeah. this story was taking place All right, in so the let's early hope they 1900s. Do a little more, you know. Yeah, the new <laughs> Philly Stadium, they play at the uh, Citizens Bank Park, which is mostly brick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's not made, but of they're all just kind of banks. piled up on top of each other. Yeah. It's fine. It's. I'm sure it's fine. It's Don't fine. Worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's all brick, no mortar. Right. All brick. Right. If I've learned anything from this podcast is that it's not fine, and that we haven't <laughs> learned our lesson. <laughs> but uh, one thing Philly did do, though, when it constructed Veterans Stadium in the late '70s. It uh it had that observation area. They called it the 700 level. It was the top ring of the seating in the stadium, mm-hmm. and you were then allowed to uh, beat children of uh, opposing teams and mm-hmm. and whatever you wanted to. Oh, no, man, you're looking at me like days. no, but it, those type of things <laughs> did occur. I, I mean, there were so much so that they had to uh, employ a full time court and judge in the stadium. What? So that unruly fans. Yeah, it's still it's still there in the new stadium, the Eagles Court. Really? Yeah, that, uh, you're kidding. That I have a cousin that spent a night in Eagles Jail. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you kidding right now? <laughs> no, I'm I don't not know. kidding at all. Sports happen, and I don't know anything about. Yeah, them. I, I think that's the only stadium in the country that has that. I'm certain but of the it. The Eagles fans are that out of control. You wow. gotta love yeah, it. Yeah, uh, uh, one of my cousins got into like an argument with a security guard, and my cousin was drunk uh-huh. and just kept cussing at this guy until eventually <laughs> he was hauled into Eagles Court. Okay, and. Uh, they, first, they put him in Eagles jail. They let him sit, sit that out for a little while. Wow. Then they brought him before a judge. There's a judge that oh sits in there God. in a courtroom in the stadium. Is he in, is he in the Eagles suit? Uh, uh, no. no, that would be great with the he's helmet got, on and he's everything. He's got his black cape, but yeah. he was famous. Uh, the very first one, his name was was Judge Seamus McCaffrey. Yes! I still remember his name. That's 20 years ago. It's awesome because, like, you know, at the Supreme Court, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. At Eagles Court, they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> was, he, was your cousin found guilty of pulling a kid's hair and falling on top of you it? No. But what they, what they did was they uh, when they put you into the holding cell, they take your ticket. Okay. And they brought him before the judge, the and they said, you know what, we're going to let you off. You're free to go back to the game. Walk right through that door. And he walks out of the door, and he's in the parking lot. And the door <laughs> locked behind him, and he didn't have his ticket, so he was gone. And there's no and knob on the on, other side. Then he slept on the ground next to his car until we came out and got him. That is yes. amazing. And yet we've had night court, and still we have not had Eagles court. That's crazy that this is not on TV. And the irony of it is uh, earlier in the day when we were tailgating, he didn't feel like walking to the porta potty so he would pee by the side of his car in the same exact spot <laughs> that we would find him yeah. when we came back after the game, God. sleeping in that spot. That, well, we know what his sentence was. <laughs> yeah, right. Sleeping in urine. <laughs> okay. So, so the other bright side, uh, more inspectors got jobs, and okay. more inspections happened to keep people safe. That's a good bright side. They yeah. decided to let the building inspectors go ahead and inspect, inspect buildings. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, buildings. Exactly. And, now, uh, and all right, I, we're going to take you th- – okay, maybe it's mostly a semantic change. You're, you're <laughs> theater inspectors, right? right? Now you're building inspectors. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all the, buildings. The final thing I came up with is that like really a ton of people came out to help 
those who were wounded. Like mm-hmm. the cops were there. A ton of doctors came from around the city. People opened up their homes. And who knows how many people would have died if people hadn't been there to help pull them out of the rubble and, right. and get them to safety. So it could have been even worse. Well, that's definitely a bright side. Like you see that we see, you know, pretty constantly is that a, a, a tragedy strikes and most people like rush the area to help. Yeah. You know? And that's I think that that's a great thing about humanity, actually. That is brotherly you know. love. Yes, well, yes, in yeah. the city of brotherly love. They, they're like, oh, look, there's 300 naked guys. Yeah, they all ripped off their clothes <laughs> and then go help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, just imagine how many people met Jews that wouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> cultural, uh, cultural exposure. It's a huge bright side. Right. Hey, they're okay after all. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And oh, how? Yeah. <laughs> and how? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so I love that I learned about Eagles Court. Yeah, totally. And I love that, you know, I mean, some straw hats did not find their owners, but, you know, yarmulke sales went up. Yeah. <laughs> Skyrocket. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that Maggie Berry learned her lesson. I Did she? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I hope she did. She probably she did. caused a, like, stampede of 1932 or whatever. I'd like to think that those kids never taunted any other drunk people again. Tell me, kids, are you ever going to taunt drunk people ever again? Good. <laughs> Wait, are you taunting me right now? <laughs> oh, no, no, Kevin, get your hand out of your yeah. mouth. <laughs> get your hand out of your mouth. <laughs> hate oh, you kids. God. <laughs> uh, well, my goodness. Well, that's been such a thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for finding this. Yeah. Oh Thanks for being born in Philadelphia. Oh, the bees well, are, are back. What? Oh. oh. The bees. <laughs> Stop They're coming to save the here. day. That's all right. You have dogs too. Get them in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this has been really fun, you guys. It's been great. Thanks a lot for having yes, us, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody who's listening to our show, go download and subscribe to Vic in a Box. Give them five stars and good yes. reviews. And while you're at it, rate us and review us again too. Thank you. Also to the one person to the person who gave us the one star review. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, hate yeah, it. sure. Hate is gonna hate. Yeah, oh, I'm mad. Guy. It was Maggie Berry. It was Maggie <laughs> Berry. <Those> kids. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks, Vic. Thanks, Steve, for joining us this week. We got to do this again. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thank right. you, guys. This is awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightSideKNJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on The the bright bright Side.